So welcome. We're here at the marketing information uh, event. Uh, really nice to uh, to meet you here, uh, Lucas Hulsebos, CEO of DVJ Insights. Um, I've been uh, listening to a lot of interesting presentations uh, already. Maybe you uh, attended uh, a few as well. A uh, lot of inspiring topics, uh, and uh, I've heard about uh, advertising. I've heard about uh, methodologies. So what I really like to talk to you about today is about a topic that well covers both actually, so, and that's emotion. Um, and I think it's an important topic for both for researchers and for marketeers and advertisers. So a lot of people talk about it nowadays and it's really important, but actually how important is it? Can you tell me a bit about it? Yeah, that I, I totally agree. Yeah? So it's really, an important, it's really an important topic and it's an important topic not only in the practical world, also in the academic world. Uh, within DVJ we work very closely with a lot of uh, academics around the world and one of the things that you see is that how important emotions are and that starts already at the beginning of advertising and most people in general they like to avoid advertising people are willing to pay even additional money to avoid advertising and and that's actually already quite a strong emotion eh? because avoidance is one of the seven most important emotions that people have and if you think about advertising avoidance and how to make sure that it doesn't happen, there's a lot of research available that emotions and creating an emotional connection, so making sure that people are willing to listen or to watch your advertising, uh, yeah, the, main, the main road towards uh, more, uh, more attention, more engagement are emotions. So that's, that is really something that is uh, important. Yeah. But that's easy said, that it's important, of course. Um, but can you also maybe support that a bit, uh, a bit further? Maybe some examples. Why is it important? Well, the, the, the advertising avoidance is, is important because that, that's the general default of people is to avoid advertising. And you all know the, 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 the thing that happens the moment you're watching television and you start stepping away. The only moment you don't step away is that moment where you see something you really like. And that's mostly something that you feel closely emotional uh, related to. Not because it's relevant, but more because it's just very nice to watch. And that's an important emotion. But also in other forms, eh, in emotional, are, uh, emotions are important. Eh? For example, Kahneman, eh, a well-known uh, writer also, eh, I've heard the name today also many times, and he talks a lot about unconscious behavior. And in order, to, a lot of things that you do decide unconsciously, not, we don't do a lot of things uh, conscious. And that unconscious mind is also influenced a lot by emotion. And let me give you another example. You also have Les Binet, also someone who's cited quite often. And he always says you should invest 60% of your invest, uh, advertising money, you should invest that in brand building, brand building activities. And the key to create brand building activity are emotional, is emotional advertising. So from many angles in the academic and practitioner world, there's a lot of emphasis, a lot of focus on creating emotion. Emotional advertising, you hear, hear it, people say it all the time. Yeah, so a lot of people are talking about it, uh, maybe discussing about it, but why is it then in practice still so difficult? Yeah, emotions are very hard to predict. So you never know how people actually respond 
to your advertising. And the main, the main challenge or the main thing that is necessary to create an emotional connection is creativity. And the creative quality of your advertising is, is very, very important. And as you have in many professions, there are not a lot of very good creative people. And also the best creative people do not always make advertising that creates that emotional connection. So in order to create something that builds that emotional connection, which is hard eh? because you have to overcome the default of avoidance, you have to overcome the, the, the default of ignoring, neglecting. Uh, if you then have advertising that creates that creativity is really driving that and creativity is different every day what works today doesn't work tomorrow what works tomorrow doesn't work the day after so all the time you have to create something new and especially if there is already so much things created it becomes even harder to find something that is creative enough to bring that emotional connection yeah Okay, interesting. Now we're here, of course, at uh, an event with all market researchers uh, uh, together. Uh, and I also heard some things about it already, that a lot of agencies try to measure emotions to help uh, uh, advertising agencies develop better ads. Uh, what's your opinion about that, measuring emotions in practice? Yeah, it's a li little bit the same as, as, as the, the importance of um, of the of emotions and building emotions have for creative people is really hard to do that in the best possible way for researchers i notice it's also really hard if you listen to what people or companies say about how they measure that most of it is based upon complete nonsense so you see a lot of really really stupid assumptions and things that and it all starts with the idea that you force attention, you force one part of the emotions. And most of the research in advertising is based upon the fact that people see something from start to finish. You force people to watch it, to something. That means that you force an emotion to measure in another emotion. You force advertising affordance, you make that bigger by not giving people the opportunity to behave in a normal way, which creates a lot of anxiety, anger, fear, and all these emotions that are out there. And then you try to measure another emotion. That's almost impossible. Even if you look into the brain of people and use all kinds of very intelligent MRI scans to look at someone's brain. If you force advertising, or if you force emotion, it becomes really hard to measure another emotion. And I think that's by far the biggest mistake that's being made. And that's also the reason why a lot of these emotional measures are really nonsense. Yeah. Now, uh, I've also heard a lot of people talking about looking at facial expressions when, when measuring emotions. What's your opinion about that? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic uh, idea. Uh, so when I first heard about it, it I think it was 20, 25 years ago, uh, I, was, I was really uh, hooked to the idea that you could do that. Eh? So understanding the emotions that people have by just looking at people's face and the ideas and the theory behind it is fantastic. So that's why I started already experimenting with that 20 uh, years ago. But when you do that and you do a lot of work, you also see how difficult it is. And there are actually two very important issues and they're uh, measurement issues and interpretation issues. And the most important measurement issue is that hey, if you have a standard video which consists of 30, 40, 50 seconds, 
Um, each second has 25 different frames, different moments which create different emotions. And if you then realize that based upon the technology, the webcam, the, the quality of the webcam, the use of daylight or not, the, 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 the skin color, all these kind of things have, have really impact on the quality of those measurements. And in practice, it means that you only have one measurement moment each three, four seconds. Which if you realize that in those three, four seconds you have 75 to 100 different frames where you have emotions, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to use at that level of emotion. So in, in a technical way it hardly is uh, uh, usable and on the other hand it's also very difficult to interpret because in general what you see is that 85% of the emotions that people have when watching advertising are neutral. And they are not really neutral, but they're neutral based upon facial coding. And uh, that makes it really hard to do something with it. So I think from a theoretical uh, uh, point of view, it's fantastic. But in practice, it doesn't work. And that's also what you see. A lot of companies have started using it and then now not use it anymore. Yeah. I can uh, hear uh, that you uh, know a lot about it because all the details you can uh, explain. Another thing that's been, well, it's, it's not really new, but we've been talking about it uh, a lot, is uh, implicit measurements also aimed at measuring emotions. Um, how do you uh, think about that? Also, I think also there, it's from a theoretical standpoint, fantastic. It was, it is basically the starting point is in Harvard uh, tool, that the implicit association test. What you see is that a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, copies of that test, but not as accurate, not as good. But the real test is really time uh, extensive. It's very repetitive. It's not very fun to fill in. And, um, and then after that, there are a lot of, uh, because it's so difficult to fill in, there are a lot of alternatives that have been developed and they're based upon reaction times. And there's, the, uh, there's also directly the problem, because reaction times are influenced by the motoric ability of a respondent. And at one hand, had the using reaction time measures the nuances of emotions and can measure the nuances of emotions, but because of the measurement mistakes or the measurement bias, because of the motoric differences, that creates so much bias that or arousal, as they say in, uh, in, in most cases, that, that, that arousal hardly makes it possible to measure it in a, in a good way. So what we've learned at the end is that these implicit tools are very hard to operationalize and also very low in their predictive value to what really happens in market. And that's simply because of the measurement mistakes. Yeah, you worked with it in practice as well? Yeah, also we've, uh, we've tried out and validated a lot. It's a little bit related to how we do things at DVJ, what we try to do if there's new, new developments or new things popping up anywhere in science or in the practical world, we tend to validate that very large scale work with universities in order to do that. And then we just try to find the best solution. And sometimes the best solution is the solution that we already have used for 20 years. And sometimes a new solution is the best. Eh? But we try to validate all these things uh, very extensively. Yeah, yeah. so if implicit measurement wasn't the real, the full answer then to, to measuring emotions. Uh, if facial coding, well, it isn't as well. Uh, of course, I'm very curious then to, well, to hear from you. Do you have an idea on what we should do 
what how should we then try to measure emotions yeah i think that the most important thing is that you realize that emotions basically can be decomposed into specific elements and it's a little bit as going to a doctor or a, 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 a general practitioner so you can go there and there's some 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 test to understand what's actually wrong with you but in order to really understand it you have to go to the hospital to a specialist and the the challenge or the challenge for market researchers is to decompose emotions in all individual elements and then for each of those elements try to develop the best possible tool which means that you always have to use a combination of tools emotions in general are not possible to measure by one single instrument. It's a combination of instruments that tells a small part of each individual story. Yeah. And what are then, to your opinion, the most important ones? Yeah, there are few. The first one is related to what you do basically pre-attentively in the first 60 to 80 milliseconds. For most advertising, you create already in that very short, so, so it's much less than one second, you create something like, that we call first appeal or instant appeal. If, if instant appeal is not right, then, then it's very hard to keep the attention and keep the engagement. Uh, so also an interesting tool is, is, is eye tracking or online eye tracking as we operationalized it. And basically it measures what people see because what you select with your eyes basically is not something that goes automatically, but it's driven by your brain. Uh, so you select the things that you think are interesting and relevant and eye tracking is a way to measure that selection process. Uh, but on top of that you have uh, open techniques, projective techniques, measuring the engagement. And if you combine all of those instruments for each uh, uh, a possible um, challenge, you find the best instrument. It's a little bit like with a racing car. Uh, if, you, if you have in an, a racing car, if you optimize each individual element and connect that with the driver in the best possible way, you, you see Max Verstappen winning the world title because that's so much effort in finding each individual element with a good driver that makes the best way to measure uh, emotions I think as well so it's like driving a racing car. driving a, oh, that's not easy right <laughs> no no it's not easy that's not no. easy so there's only one max for stopper <laughs> yeah. so then it's about combining all kinds of different uh, techniques uh, then I think that's a, that's a very good tip for market researchers. Do you also have some tips for uh, marketeers or for uh, advertising agencies when developing creatives? Yeah, yeah. I think the first and most important is actually where, how you started this, uh, this interview is you have to use emotions because emotions are really important in advertising. Emotions are the only way to avoid avoidance Emotions are the e only way to build long-lasting brand uh, connections, as Les Binet always says. So it is really important to use emotions in advertising. It's also very important to use creativity and to let creativity decide what, 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 have, what needs to be done. Because creative people are really good in understanding the emotions. I don't know how they do that. I'm just a market researcher, but I have really, I think it's really important how they do things and how they, how they are able to create something that, uh, that, 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 uh, that, that, that has that effect on people. And secondly, what you see is you also have to test it. Uh, because I don't believe it's the same like uh, we, I mentioned the car, but if you, if, you, you, if you develop a car 
to have had to, to drive on the road, it needs to have a certain value and that, that's measured in the wind tunnel. It needs to have some, some air resistance. And that's trial and error. That's trying something, adjusting something, try it again. And I think that advertising testing should be done much more like that. In most cases, you see, hey, we have an ad, we test it, we do something with the results and then we're done. I think that that's not the way to really to improve it. And finally, if emotions are not good enough, don't mix it with functional elements. What you sometimes see is that you have an ad that's not as good, hardly any brand linkage, people are not willing to watch, they're not engaged, it doesn't create that emotional connection. And then the solution is functional. Okay, let's put the logo on the left-hand top of the screen, or let's start with a brand mentioning, or let's try to synchronize the auditive and the, and the visual brand cue even more. But those are all tricks. There, there, there may be slight optimizations in execution, but not really the way to change uh, the impact of uh, advertising. So most important is use it, test it, optimize it. And if it doesn't work, focus on the emotion and not on the functional elements. Because if you add that too much, we've seen that in so many studies, where advertisers have a decent emotional ad and then all of, everyone wants to say something, hey, why is our brand not mentioned? And we need to explain the product even better. And the moment you start doing that, the moment you start adding that, it in most cases goes even worse. Yeah, so I think that's a very important lesson for advertisers as well. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I think uh, we have some nice uh, tips now, both for market researchers and for uh, creators. Uh, and I hope they'll, uh, they've learned a lot about it and will put it in practice as well. Yeah. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye.